Can you hear me? Can you oh hear my me? gosh, yes. Yes! Oh my word, we're back up. You can hear me. Yes, I can hear yes! you. Yes! Oh, thank goodness. Oh my word. <laughs> okay, finally, we can finally do some podcasting. This is great. Now we can start organizing what we want our next episodes to be. Yes. Okay, now let's get back off of this and go back to FaceTime. <laughs> I'm Kaylee. And I'm Ariana. And welcome back to our fifth installment of the Unproblematic Podcast. This podcast is about two 20 something Midwest friends who have a lot to say. This podcast talks about travel, feminism, social justice, relationships, and of course, literature and writing. Come join us on our podcasting journey. Our podcasting journey, which has been stagnant for a long time due to a lot of changes, obviously, um, that the whole country is feeling. And um, we wanted to do this episode just as another kind of bonus episode without a super clear topic. So sorry if that's disappointing. Um, We didn't want this one to be super heavy because there's a lot of heavy things going around right now. But at the same time, we didn't want to be cavalier about the virus or the quarantine because... We recognize that we are very lucky in our situations, not only to um, obviously not be affected by the virus directly, but we both have very loving, awesome families who we can live with during mm-hmm. this time. And um, we're, we're very, very lucky, especially considering how the virus is affecting a lot of people. So we don't want this to come across as cavalier about the quarantine at all. We just want to produce something a little bit uplifting and to have a good gorgeous, vivacious uh, break into our podcasting episodes again after a very long hiatus. And another thing is we just wanted to also catch up and like record it because as you can tell, both of us are in our homes and we are not together and typically we record our podcasts together. So that was another thing. And I think that this will just be a nice, fun, uplifting episode like Kaylee was saying. Um, And hopefully it will make you laugh and find some things to um, fill your time if you are finding yourself a little bored at home or worried or um, a little anxious. So in our first um, section, we wanted to talk about our current reads and story times. Um, And since we haven't recorded in a month, we actually have quite a bit of reading and story times. But I want to talk about story times first, because this one is kind of funny because it's with Kaylee. So I have Spotify premium and I listen to my music all the time. And I forget that like people like if they follow you, they can see what you're listening to. And that I forget to put my music on private and I'll be listening to music randomly or like I was listening to something and I'll get a text message. It'll be like, this was, that's a good song. Like, I love that artist. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I forget it. I like freaking on people that way. (laughs) I never do that. I never look at what other people are listening to. I don't know. Like it, it it caught me off guard because the first time I was listening to, Harry Styles' uh, new album, and she's like, oh, I love Watermelon Sugar. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, how'd you know I was listening to that? And she's like, oh, yeah, I saw it on your Spotify. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I also you're think- on a computer, it's just up on the right-hand side. Like, it's not like I'm actively searching. It's just kind of up there. And I don't feel like it's that weird. Like, I don't know. It's how you share music. It's one of the benefits of Spotify, <laughs> I think. 
I guess. I, well, I typically don't listen to it from my computer. I mostly listen to it off my cell phone. So that stuff doesn't show up on there. But I, when I was in high school, um, I used to listen to Spotify a lot on my computer. But and you never I think I, on people? No. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, no. Nope. Right. So yeah. my story time also concerns Ariana because she is the best. <laughs> but um, so I have this small addiction. Like some people have obviously a lot more toxic things. Um, some people have like coffee or sugar. Mine is coffee, but also it's anagrams. <laughs> um, Explain the anagrams. <laughs> it's, it's this game. I think most people know what anagrams are, but anyway, I'll, I'll just explain it. It's this game where they give you a set of letters. In this one, it's like six letters. And the goal is to make as many words as you possibly can out of those six letters in like a specific amount of time. And the game pigeon on the iPhone has made this game super accessible to me to the detriment of my friends and my my free time because it's like crack for me. Like if I find out you have an Apple phone and you play me once on anagrams, I just send you a million because you can do that. Like I can just send you like seven and even if you respond or not, I still get to play my half of the game and and, and gauge, gauge my own success from there. So I've been <laughs> just like, <laughs> and poor Ariana, like she hates, the game so it's, much. It, but I like writing and I like reading and I like words but my thing is I do not like being timed I do not like being under pressure so when it when I see the timer going down I say I only have like five letters I keep flipping them I'm like oh my gosh like she's gonna think I'm stupid no. <laughs> I do not do well under pressure like that and like like she says, if you do not answer she'll send another one like today she <laughs> sent one and I was midway through my nap and I get like this notification and I'm like, oh, she might have something to say. I saw it with the anagrams. I turned right back over and went back to sleep. I was like, I can't do this. One. You know, that's but true. I play, but I play for Kaylee. I play, I don't think I'd be playing anagrams with anyone else because I do not enjoy it. But I do like games like hang. I don't know if they have it anymore, but it's called hanging free or hangman or something. It's not, the, it's not like your typical hangman. It's a little different. And it's like these animation characters. And, oh, it's called Hanging with Friends. It's like Word with Friends, but like the Hangman version. Oh. And I like that type of stuff. I like That's on Game Pigeon. We should try that. No, it's not. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we'll, fi- we'll find that. <laughs> so Maybe Scrabble. We can even the, the scales a little bit with the games that we like to play. But Okay, Ariana, what are you reading? Okay, so since it has been a month, I have been reading a couple of things so um I read two books over spring break and one of them was called get a life Chloe Brown and it was like um um I think it took place in England but it was about a couple and it was about this girl who deals with um chronic uh pain and it was about her finding love and being independent um, and it was very fun to read over spring break because I wanted something a little lighter and like just cheery to read. And then I also listened to The Wedding Date on Audible, which is about this one's crazy. It's about it's about this guy and this girl who get trapped in the elevator. And this guy, he needs a date to his ex-girlfriend's wedding. And he's like, I can't go in there by myself. And they're trapped in the elevator. So he's like, he's like, will you go? And she's like, fine, fine, whatever. Like, I don't have anything else to do. So she goes 
and they end up being like really really cool people so then like they fly back and forth to like their hometowns because they're not from the same area and like obviously like it's a romance so like they fall in love or whatever so that was also something I read over spring break but since um going back to school and now doing online school um, I've been listening to some audiobooks and also reading some paperback books. But the other day I finished um, The Parable of the Sower by Octavia E. Butler. And it's a dystopian book that takes place in 2027. And it takes place in the United States. And the United States is deteriorating. We are in a climate crisis, an economic crisis. Uh, it doesn't sound too far off from now, honestly. And it takes place in California. And the girl... The main character's name is Lauren, and she deals with this thing called hyperempathy. I think oh, there's a technical name for it, but she feels other people's pain like on a deep level. So if someone else like gets stabbed or something, and she sees it happen, she will feel it. So if someone's dying near her, near her, she will feel what what they feel. And a lot of times she tries to hide it because a lot of people will use it against her to benefit themselves. Um, and yeah, it just also have during an apocalypse for sure. Yeah. But it also talks about like her finding her community and like her finding this new religion called earth seed. Um, and I don't want to spoil too much, but I highly recommend it. This book was written in 1999. It was published in 1999. Um, and it's not far off at all. In the second book I'm about to read actually, um, and on the back, it talks about how the president was saying, make America great again. But I'm just like, wow, this lady wrote this, the second book in 2000, way before our current predicament, this mess we're in. And um, <laughs> it just shows that science fiction is not that far off. Um, and one thing that spoke to me was she was talking about like, a, there was a question in the back of the book. And it's like, well, how'd you come up with this? She's like, well, I just looked around and... I saw, I just saw where we were now and where I thought we were heading. And the thing wow. is, she never got to see any of this stuff come true because she um, died in 2006. Um, but I wonder what she would have thought if she was currently living. But that was, it was a really powerful book and I highly recommend it. And um, yeah, but the last, but the last thing I'm reading, I know I, I'm talking a lot, but is Throne of Glass. And I am like a couple pages into this and it's about, an assassin uh and it takes place in this magical era and magic is not allowed and somehow like this girl gets caught for being like the best assassin in the country and she gets put into slavery and somehow it kind of reminds me of like this is going towards like where the hunger games is going because she the crowned prince like needs her to fight to the death to earn her freedom and i'm like she's kind of contemplating she's like should i stay in slavery or should i try to at least get free and just die trying so i will see where this goes honestly since it's a dystopian novel you know there's going to be a love triangle um there always is in these books so uh, i will let you know it's it's funny like the girl the main character is i love the, i love those main characters that are smart sassy just like don't care what anyone thinks i love those type of characters um, but yeah, so what are you reading, Kaylee? Um, okay, so I have four uh, books here. Wait, yeah, okay, sorry, five books. It's been a long time since we talked last, but just a precursor that I currently do not have a job and I'm not in school because I was laid off with the ranks of un other unemployed people in the country. So I've been spending most of my time reading, so I, I have a lot of books. I'll try to be brief with the summaries of all of them. 
But um, the one that I finished, like, earliest in this list was It's Not About the Burqa by Miriam Khan. Well, she edited and compiled it. But it's a list of essays by Muslim women about the intersection of faith and politics and identity. And um, it was really interesting for me because I am a Christian, so I come from a different faith. But I, I found it very interesting and encouraging a lot of the different experiences that were the same between Christian and Muslim women, especially with things like feminism and politics and um, identity and trying to find your place in all of that and navigate that, um, especially on the, the spectrum between like fundamentalism and liberalism and things like that. So it was very cool to read those essays and see a different perspective. Um, hmm. And then there was Unaccustomed Earth by Jhumpa Lahiri. It's a collection of short stories. My good friend Leah Yonemoto Weston sent it to me, and I loved it. It was just a very lovely set of stories. She has a great voice. Um, and then I read Roman Fever, which is another collection of short stories by Edith Wharton. Um, this was published in 1936, and it was very interesting because she definitely carried over the British style of dialogue and wit and that element of speaking, and it was really funny and highbrow and witty, and I enjoyed it a lot. And then the last thing I read that I just finished today, actually, was another collection of short stories called Black Tickets by Jane Ann Phillips, and this one was published in 1979. And she wrote in a very different style as well. She was a part of the dirty realism category, so if you've heard of Raymond Carver, he was probably one of the most popular writers that often gets put in this category, but um, they tend to write about a lot of the, the seedier occupations and people in poverty in the United States. And her collection especially focused on rural poverty in West Virginia and different voices of people experiencing that in very poetic language. So a lot of the kind of gritty stuff like drug use and um, prostitution that she was talking about, it was obscured, but it was, it was very interesting and, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and then what I'm reading right now is The House of the Spirits by Isabella Lende. It was published in uh, 1980, I believe, and she is the most... Uh, widely read Spanish-speaking author in the world. She's from Chile, and her book is really interesting so far. I'm only a couple pages in because I just started it, but I can tell I'm going to like it. Those sound like a lot of good short stories. And honestly, I didn't I didn't realize you read so many short stories. Like, the majority of your reading from this month were short stories. What do you think gravitates you towards those types of books? Wow, um, that's a good question. Yeah, I just realized that when I was looking at it, that they're all short stories. But um, I really like this sense of, like, finiteness and, and the limits that it gives the author. Um, because I think it provides, like, like, I think when authors write short stories, they're more conscious of how every word matters. Like, in books, I think people have more breathing room, and so they can elaborate mm -hmm. on more subplots and things like that but I think with short stories authors are very conscious of the fact that there is like like you have a reader's attention for a single narrative it's not an overarching narrative and then sub narratives it's like it's a single thing that you're waiting to happen and I like that sense of finality I like that sense of um purpose so I think yeah yeah they're enjoying I kind of I, I that, that sounds honestly so cool and I want to borrow the one um, what was it called? It's not about the burqa. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good compilation. I'll I'll mail that to you since we can't see each other. <laughs> uh, no, and we were just talking about this before we got on here. I'm actually we're gonna try to mail each other books back and forth. Um, 
and I'm going to send her one of my copies of Parable of the Sower. Um, so I think that is that is um, going to be fun. Yeah. So what but, are you watching, Ariana? Um, okay, so I have not been watching that much TV, quite honestly, because, um, like Kaylee said, we're all um, doing things from home. But I am actually now on online school full time um, due to uh, COVID-19. So um, most of my days are filled with homework. But in the nighttime, when I get to decompress and relax, um, I've been uh, either reading or watching TV. But one thing that I have been currently, like, I currently recently watched was um, self-made, which is inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker, who we uh, previously talked about in one of our other episodes. Um, and it was, it was very, it was, Octavia Spencer did an amazing job playing Madam C.J. Walker, and it was refreshing. It was nice to see a woman entrepreneur, and she was also, like, during a time when Black people did not have many rights. It was nice to see her find her own light and motivation. And it just showed me that, like, honestly, like, you don't need a man because, like, I'm not going to spoil it, but there was, like, a couple times I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, you can do so much better. And (laughs) uh, what is this guy's name? He plays, he literally, his name is, his first name is Blair. I don't want to say Underwood, but I think it is. He always plays a terrible husband whenever he gets a role. He always plays the bad husband. And I'm just like, man, like, you can't you find something else to play? But I don't know. Maybe that's but, his forte, you know. He's had, he's had experience of being a bad husband. So. I hope not. I hope that's not what it is. I hope he just <laughs> wants to get out of his own element, and that's why he plays those roles so well. He plays them continuously. But um, it was very good. I love the graphics, the... Um, cinematography and I love the storytelling and I loved the like jazz music and the bright colors and the fashion and of course the hair products but like we had said in the other episode how important um it is for black women to feel beautiful especially during that time when the thing that was advertised were eurocentric beauty standards and madam cj walker was not conforming to them and she wanted to show black women that they can be beautiful with what we have already, which is true. Um, So that was really nice to see. And the other thing that I was watching, but this was not recently, it was before spring break. And it was the mind of Aaron Hernandez, which was crazy. Um, There was a lot of things wrong with that documentary, but overall it was, um, I liked it. Hmm. It was very interesting. And Netflix has this thing where they're very good with making it aesthetically pleasing and visually pleasing. Um, but sometimes the information, yeah, talk about why you think focuses on. <laughs> okay, so Aaron Hernandez was a football player, and obviously, like he's no longer living, but he was put. He was arrested for killing uh, three people. And the thing about it is, this man played football since he was a child, and. I'm not denying that he killed them. He definitely did. And I I definitely feel really sorry for those families who lost their children. But the thing that the Netflix documentary didn't focus on was why this man was so mentally unstable. They tried, the Netflix tried to focus on his sexuality 
and it didn't pertain to this documentary at all. Like, what does sexuality have to do with football in terms of mental health and him trying to kill people? Him being bisexual or gay does not have anything to do with him killing others. I just think that they did that just so people would want to watch it more. And also, I do not agree with talking about people's sexuality when they're dead and they can't defend themselves you like I don't know I wouldn't be talking about dead people but um it it, it would they had no right to talk about that and if they missed the main point the main point was this man had serious brain issues and one thing we're going to get into get into the NFL in another episode but one thing that was really crazy is that the real issue was the head trauma that he had from playing football for so long. And Netflix only focused on it for like five minutes. And it was like, there was each episode was like an hour and 20 minutes and they focused on it for like five minutes. They focused too much on like, I guess the quote unquote juicy parts of his life, which like that's, that's not what the documentary was about um, or supposed to be about. But overall, it was a good documentary, but I highly recommend listening to the Gladiator podcast if you want to get more information on that case um, in a more uh, unbiased setting. Because um, although, like I said, like Netflix does a really good job of making it aesthetically pleasing, they their main goal is to make money and you're making money off of other people's stories. And sometimes you focus on the wrong parts of the story. Um, and again, I some things like when people aren't there to defend themselves but overall it was really good and if you're looking for like a murder mystery it's not even a mystery just a murder documentary or something to watch I highly recommend it but if you're going to watch it please listen to the gladiator podcast first or second actually yeah and get a more well-rounded view of what happened just by listening to some yeah but but Kaylee you also have started so like what is your opinion so far like you just started it but yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not going to lie, I haven't been super impressed with the few Netflix documentaries that I've seen because I felt like they sort of did the same thing with the Ted Bundy documentary, where, mm-hmm. um, I wait, do I pronounce that incorrectly? Everyone tells me I pronounce that incorrectly. It's documentary, right? Or documentary. Yes, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I say documentary, <laughs> but it can I'm be whatever saying. you want it to be. We know what you're saying. Um, this is not the time to be correct. It's actually not documentary. <laughs> Um, but I just, I don't know, I feel like it, it's definitely a sensationalist method of filmography because, like, Netflix is making a point and they are sending a message by what they choose to fill up the screen time, right? So if they, like, you can say, oh, I don't like what this one guy said about Aaron Hernandez, I don't like what this one guy said about, um, like, him and his personal life, but, I, I mean, Netflix allowed them to have that airtime and to have that platform, right? So really, it is... Netflix's responsibility at the end of the day for how the film comes across and like mm-hmm. several I like the Ted Bundy I I thought was just like it, it was sort of that whole idol wor- like they kind of worshipped him or at least glamorized they really him. did and yeah and and I feel like they're sort of doing the same thing with Aaron Hernandez where it's it's not even so much as a glamorize as they're trying to amp up the tension and real life is hard enough you don't need to fake tension like it's there just be honest if you're going to make a documentary at all you know that's that's my perspective but I agree I agree but what else have you been watching um 
so not much of my own volition because my younger siblings tend to pick the TV <laughs> in our household, but that's all right. So my sister has been watching Leverage. She started us all rewatching Leverage. So that's what we've been watching most of the time. Um, and then my brother and I have decided that we want to watch all the Bong Joon-ho movies on Netflix. So we watched Snowpiercer recently. Um, our whole family watched that. It disturbed my mother greatly. I mean, it disturbed all of us because that's the nature of the movie, but she definitely didn't like it. What's it about? I've never heard of that. It, have you, you've heard of Parasite, right? Yes, but I have, I don't know what to watch it on yet. Like, I don't know the platform. Like, is it, because I don't have HBO if that's what it's on. It's not. It's, well, it's not really on anything yet, as far as I'm aware. It was in theaters. Did you watch it bootleg? I saw it in theaters, but it was only out bootleg oh. because it's, it, it isn't getting as much cinema time in the United States, um, or at least in most theaters. It was only out briefly, but. I watched it at a theater in Port Huron, but his other stuff is on Netflix. So if you want to watch Snowpiercer or Okja or Train to Busan, those are all on Netflix. Um, but his his tone is very dark, at least from the movies I've seen by him. He makes a lot of heavy statements about institutions like capitalism and religion, and he has a lot of very violent like graphic scenes in his work. But I like them. My brother and I like them. We're the only ones in our family who. <laughs> enjoyed those movies so we've been watching we watched um Snow, Snowpiercer with our whole family but we're gonna watch the other ones by ourselves because I don't think our our mom liked it as much <laughs> that's nice though that you get to bond with your brother while watching something that you both like yeah yeah I mean he he has weird tastes in art like me so it's it's kind of nice but yeah oh that's so um, sweet yeah that's it Oh, and Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist on Hulu. I think you would actually like that, Ariana, if you have a Hulu. Is that the one where it's, like, singing? Yes. It's really like cute. She's... Yeah. I saw it, kind of, and I saw the guy from Pitch Perfect. I, like, I love Hulu, but, like, I hate the commercials. So, like, if, if it's on Netflix, I try to watch it on there. But, like, I, I do love Hulu at the same time. Yeah, that is annoying. So it's, like, I pay for this already, and then I still have ads. But if you think about it, it's like paying for cable. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. You pay for cable and you watch commercials voluntarily. So, <laughs> so. yeah. But going into our third segment, we wanted to talk about things that we've been doing or are going to try to do to keep our spirits up. So, Kaylee, do you want to talk about this first? Um. Sure. So mine are pretty simple. Like I'm, I'm really lucky and I don't have to take class. So I, I just kind of do what I want. I read and write a lot. Um, I go for long runs to the, like by the river to the bridge and back. And we, my brother and I typically run this route together that goes for like six to seven ish miles. If you go to the bridge (laughs) and back, but I don't, I don't run all of that right now. So we're trying to work up our endurance so we can run there and back. Right now, we can both safely make it to the bridge and then, like, part of the way back. So we're trying to get ourselves to work up to six or seven miles so we can run a 5K at some point. Um, yeah, so running, reading, writing, talking to my friends, like, here. Um, and then, actually, something that I just started doing today and did encourage me a lot, so maybe it'll encourage you, is I started just looking up beautiful pictures of beautiful places, especially in the mountains. So, like, Yosemite National Park, um, Yellowstone, the Tetons, Telluride, Colorado, like, all these different places that are just beautiful and aesthetically pleasing and reminding myself that there's a whole big, beautiful world out there and it still exists, even if we're 
stuck inside for right now. Yeah, yeah. And, like, another thing is to just, like, sometimes when you get negative, like, just think, like, at least we're inside. This is a blessing that we can stay inside. Um, yeah. But, yeah. We we have yeah. a home that we can yeah. stay in. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do, wow. Mariana? What keeps your spirits up? Besides um, okay. me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, the first week outside of uh, school, like, when we were doing online school, like, I was very disappointed because um, I was supposed to go to Asia in May. And obviously, this is not happening anymore. But I was really bummed out about that. And, like, I was bummed out about not seeing my friends. But, um, and, like, just just the, I think another thing that, like, triggered me was, like, the change that occurred so quickly. Like, we didn't have time to, like, warn ourselves, brace ourselves. It just happened like that. They sent out an email. And they're like, yeah, you guys, we're not doing this anymore. We're doing online school. So it took me about a week to adjust. But I'm doing okay right now. I think one thing that's definitely, like, keeping the big picture in mind like I can always travel another time um once this is all over but health is the most important thing right now um and it's and it's okay to be upset um but I didn't let myself stay upset like I'm fine right now it was just like a week I was just kind of bummed and upset but I've been getting I think one thing that's been helping me is like staying in my routine because I'm in 15 credits um so that's about five classes online that we're not supposed to be online at all and um, I've been setting up a time so I typically get up around eight and one thing I'm blessed about is that I can work from home so like I have like an on-campus job and I can work from my computer and send out emails and call people and stuff like that so that's very I'm very blessed about that Um, but keeping my routine um, finding things that make me happy so like coffee like in the morning that's something that kind of motivates me to get up uh, if I stay focused and get my homework done, then I can do things that I want to do later, like watch TV, read. And I've been going on walks with my grandma. Um, I've been staying with my grandparents during this cause they live like 30 minutes away from my university. So I've been staying with them and they're almost both 85 years old. So I've been taking them on walks and that was very nice. And I've been giving my grandma new book recommendations and I don't know what else I've been doing. I've been FaceTiming a lot of people and texting. I'm not really a big texter, but I do love a good FaceTime call or phone call. <laughs> and um, I think that's another thing that's been helping me is surrounding myself on with others and keep holding yourself accountable. One thing is one of my best friends, she's in two of my classes that I'm in. So that has also really helped. Like we keep each other like accountable. Like, hey, have you done this assignment? Like, hey, like we're going to sit down during this time and work on this homework. And like, have you gotten this done? Blah, blah, blah. So like that has also helped. Um, but I'm doing, I'm doing well, I guess, as well as you can be sitting inside. But um, I've been social distancing like the rest of us. But, yeah. 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 It sounds like it. it sounds like you stayed organized and on top of it. And I knew you would. You're, you're so on top of your stuff and optimistic and relentless. So. Yeah. I like, but I, like, I try to be optimistic, but at the beginning, I was not. That's why I made that very clear. Like, I was not happy that first week. I was like, why? Like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I online school? This is not there. But then you got to think, like, the professors didn't want it to jump online either. So, like, nobody is really doing what they want to do. So, like, we're all kind of in the same boat. And I think that's another thing that helps. Um, yeah, and, like, just surrounding yourself with people that you love. 
Uh, and also, another thing that's been making me laugh is TikTok. I know, Kaylee, you're too old for TikTok or whatever. But TikTok, it's these, like, short-minute videos. And they make me laugh. And I think I'm in a class right now that focuses on generational differences. And I think one thing that um, younger millennials and Gen Z has in common is that we thrive off of humor in dark times. Um, so it's not necessarily that we're making fun of things that are serious. It's just humor in dark times. It's not even that. Like we thrive off of humor. (laughs) Like we, there are so many things. Like like some stuff like that's not funny, but like other stuff like it. It. It's kind of like there was this TikTok. It was like this girl. She was like, "Oh, when you have an eight a.m., but like you go to school in California, but you live in Hawaii, so like you have to get up." three hours earlier than you normally would oh, no. and you gotta be on zoom universe zoom <laughs> university and she's on video and i'm just like i feel bad <laughs> so like it's that type of stuff it's like like you you gotta make light of it so i think that's one thing that's helped and like my family have been very helpful and like motivating um so that's another thing because like yeah. even though like you can be happy like sometimes like I bet this happens to you too Kaylee you get like disappointed where you're like I've been I've been inside too long like I can't take this but like actually you can take this because you've been doing it for so long <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and and I guess it's the overall I think it's the overall panic and the way that the whole country seems like it like sometimes I walk by a restaurant or like a bookstore or something and it has a sign that says we're opening April 13th due to the executive order and I'm just like wow like it's, it just hits me sometimes like this is downright apocalyptic what we're living through and and, and I'm not even feeling the worst of it I, I for all practical matters yeah. my life is barely disrupted but it's just it's just crazy to see the world being like this and, and it's hard I, I don't know. It, it, like, you, you never think it would happen. It, it's always but, just something like, oh, that's too far out. Whenever you read it in an apocalyptic fiction book, and then it happens, and you're like, okay, <laughs> all right. What? <laughs> yeah, you're like, huh? Huh? Like, what happened? So, yeah, that was... And I think that's the other thing with, like, Octavia Butler. Like, that's, like, reading this book during this time was crazy. Because, like, people were people were either like hanging out with family and friends or they were like completely turning on people and like not like not being empathetic and Mm. just like there were people like stealing and breaking into people's homes and like one interesting fact is that in fact that of course this would happen in the United States but gun sales has gone up tremendously um during this time but I don't know what you're going to be doing with a gun like you're supposed to be inside so I don't know what you're doing with that gun but uh remember stay indoors social distancing is key yeah and cover your mouth cover your mouth wash your hands um twitter also has been a positive thing yeah cover your mouth wash your hands stay encouraged like i don't know take this time to see it as okay this is a very small portion of the Aaron Hernandez documentary that I thought was helpful but when he was in jail and he said i don't see this as jail i see this as training like obviously you don't want to model your life after Aaron Hernandez. However, no, no, don't. <laughs> that sentiment of like, like, don't see this as quarantine. See this as a time to grow in a grow. different way. And, and take time to do the things that you were always like, oh, I don't have time to do that. You know, like, uh, like read. Actually, and, yes, you do. Yeah. yeah. Spend time with your family. You don't have an excuse to not play board games with your little sister. 
at me, you know, like, like you have to like, just take this time to do the things that you can't do when you don't have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed recording this podcast. Didn't you? Yeah. yeah it was, was I'm, and I, I can tell that both of us have smiles on our face, even though we can't see each other, but this was nice. Like if you guys have the chance, definitely go talk to your family and friends and stay encouraged and read some good books watch some good tv take a good nap like I took a nice three hour nap today so (laughs) you know what yeah yeah for sure but is there anything and sorry this is really dumb and and I know probably no one will take us up on this but if you're listening to this if you've listened all the way you're probably one of our family members or our friends anyway but if you're feeling (laughs) (laughs) if you're feeling lonely I'm sure Ariana feels this way too. Please feel free to like reach out to me or her. We'd be happy to FaceTime you. We have a lot of free time right now. So like if you yes. just want to talk, if you're feeling overwhelmed, like feel free to reach out to us. Cause like, I like to listen. Ariana's a great listener. We'll, we'll, we'll listen. You know, we just need to talk to somebody. If you need someone to send you some good TikToks or memes, hit us up. <laughs> yep. Hit us up. But yeah, we will... Now that we know that this um, podcasting from separate locations works, because we've actually tried this before and it was a hot mess, a hot <laughs> mess. Um, it is nice that to know that like we can keep uploading um, podcasts because this is something that we both really enjoy. Um, and one of my friends was saying a couple of weeks ago, he's like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, at least you have your podcast, but like, Who said yeah, that? like." One of my friends in Robert's house said that. He said, at least you have your podcast. Yeah, he was saying he was going to be very bored. So, um, but I was like, you can can read, like, come on, dude. Like, I believe in you. But yeah, but that that was right when they said we were going to be on online school. So, like, he was a little disappointed. But yeah. But yes, thank you for tuning in and we will be posting hopefully some episodes very soon now that we know that this works. So thank you and peace.